Welcome to the JetRails podcast, supporting you through the airwaves with information about website and e-commerce technology and strategies from design and development to security, marketing, conversion rate optimization, and web hosting. We bring you insights from industry leaders and experts hosted, edited, and published by me, Robert Rand, your friendly neighborhood tech ambassador. Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert, your host, and today we're going to be talking about MageOS, a new nonprofit that is really helping to make sure that Magento stays alive and strong for many, many years to come. Um, with me, I've got five of the board members. Um, so we've got Laura, John, Machik, Vinay, and Alessandro. And we're going to be diving in with them to learn all about what started this and where what it's doing, where it's going. So we're going to tackle this from a lot of different uh, directions and angles. Um, let's start off with... Um, Vinay, can you tell me a little bit about the history? Um, how did the organization get started? When did it when did it get started? You know, what does that timeline look like? Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, so about a year ago, you might remember, uh, at least in in Western Europe, we still were having a lot of COVID restrictions, and there hadn't been any events for two years, and um, the general feeling or vibes in the Magento community were pretty negative about Magento. A lot of people were looking for alternatives, just, you know, precautions maybe, uh, even though they still, most of them still made most of their money through Magento that just didn't feel like a safe bet anymore. And I think a lot of that was because of lacking communication, no events in particular. The communication coming out of Adobe was... Um, non-existent, same as many other companies, I, I guess. So I can't really say it's their fault. It just was a weird situation. So we as a community members, so to say, were forced to assume or guess their Adobe's intentions, right? Uh, what are they doing with Magento? And this led a group of uh, friends and agencies and acquaintances to write this uh, open letter, and that was, I just looked it up, 14 months ago. And uh, since then, a lot has happened. So in there, we were like, hey, we're going to fork. <laughs> it's going to happen, right? Because Magento is dying, and we don't want it to die. Um, so that's gathered a lot of traction. We got 1,600 signatures in a week or two, and uh, we made a big splash. So, And that, I guess, was part of the intention, just to get Adobe's attention to, hey, something's wrong, we're hurting, <laughs> do something. And um, out of that, many initiatives uh, came. So the Magento Association started an open source task force that's been going on for a year, roughly now. And uh, yeah, also on, on many different levels, different conversations started happening again, which I think is great because a lot has been cleared up since then so right now we're in a very different situation than we used to be back then there's been a lot more communication from adobe meaning they 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 have said again and again that they're really committed to open source and have no intention whatsoever to deprecate it or get rid of it it's still the fundamental system they're using for adobe commerce um but still the you know Adobe is trying to reach their key performance, whatever targets. And there are some things that 
basically are contrary to the interests of many of the businesses that were built up around Magento Open Source. So because of this process just took a long time and didn't really lead to the immediate result that we're looking after and also just to be safe and to be in a better position for, let's call them negotiations, right? Uh, we started building this uh, initiative, MajorOS. Originally, we were called Mosca, Magento uh, Open Source Community, Community Alliance, Alliance, right? Yeah, but um, uh, the acronym was taken. You know, we couldn't find any domains or anything interesting, so we just settled on MajorOS, even if it's not sexy. I actually really like the name MajorOS because uh, the OS is an acronym for two things, right? Open source, which matches because Madras is based on open source, Magento open source. And at the same time, it's also a common acronym for operating system. And that leads into our idea what we want Madras to become over time. So right now, I guess we have actually uh, gathered a lot of traction and we are very committed and, and active in building this alternative Magento open source distribution, even though Adobe itself, they, they haven't shown any real uh, intention of deprecating um, Magento. It's more about, I guess, the branding and the marketing in a way, and, well, and just to be safe, right? Yeah, you know, and it's such such a detailed history and there's so many players involved because when we think Adobe, there are different business units with different goals and different needs uh, in terms of their growth and success metrics. And so when we come into a Magento Association town hall, we're told that the the core code is sacrosanct, that, um, that it's still the same core being used for Adobe Commerce and for Magento Open Source, and that there is no immediate change there, um, and that you know, and, and like you say, that um, that they're going to continue to support Magento Open Source for years to come, and um, that that it's important to them, um, and they do continue to to do new work around that. But um, we see things happening with Adobe Commerce, like um, you know, microservices coming in more and more um, that make some of that core less central to operating an Adobe Commerce website. And so as the core becomes less central, that brings new questions. Um, so I, I'm with you all the way that, you know, just because the goals and aspirations today are, in, are something in particular doesn't mean that these things don't evolve over time. So it's, it's great to have for the community a backup plan to have something else uh, that, that can really keep businesses where they need to be to, to protect small, medium, other businesses that are reliant uh, on the software, um, including, you know, some large businesses out there, some enterprises, you know, there's a lot of debate out there about who uses the software and how and why. And I always think it's particularly interesting about in terms of an economy of its own, just how big the Magento open source ecosystem is, just how, how many people are reliant on it. Um, but, you know, looking back at Mage OS, um, Alessandro, can you tell me a little bit about how MageOS formed as its own nonprofit and some of the, the thought behind that? You know, there are a lot of things that just kind of happen more, uh, I don't know, you know, in a more basic fashion. But here, there have been roots that, that have been created in, in order to make this 
um, a particular kind of organization in a particular structure? Yes, Robert. Thanks for for your question. Well, we have uh, uh, an ambitious plan, a very big plan. We we want to announce the platform and ensure the long-term success of this piece of software. So from a technical point of view, and uh, we realized that we needed a structure to coordinate people, to collect funds, manage funds, and pay uh, services, and uh, eventually pay people to contribute and enhance the platform. So we wanted to, to commit to something like this. Uh, also, uh, to from a legal point of view, uh, we wanted to do things that could be legally good, legally okay, um, and that's the reason why we we founded the, the the organization in in Poland in this case. Um, thanks for the question. I think that yeah, there is an, another question that's why another association, but I think that Matric can answer to this question better than me. All right. Well, we'll put Matric on the spot for that. So what, why don't we? Talk a little bit, Matrik, about, you know, there is a Magento Association that is a nonprofit. It's up, it's running, it has a board. Um, it's It's been around for a few years now and, and been evolving. Why was there a need for an, an entirely separate and new and unique nonprofit like MageOS? Um, and and what's, what are some of the core differences between the two? Well, I knew I'm going to get the hard one. So... <laughs> uh... Well, from my perspective, uh, Magento uh, is all about. It's not. It's not the branding itself. It's not even the code uh, that we use. It's of course the, the crucial part is that we have a code and it's open source. But um, it's about the history and the, the whole ecosystem that exists. And uh, this ecos- ecosystem involves and includes a lot of people, a lot of companies, organizations with many different interests, Uh, meaning like clients rely on Magento. They rely on the whole ecosystem, not only the the code, not only uh, the branding and even the company behind it, but uh, they relied on Magento um, with having in mind that they can easily change one agency to another, that if they will like grow rapidly, they can easily extend the resources and develop because there's a lot of people around. And um, this was the biggest strength of the Magento for me. I mean, of the, of the whole ecosystem. And um, and it's, it's it's the ecosystem. It's the openness. It's the uh, it's it's the community that uh, it's so the the reason that people may get easily on board and will not be removed from the community by I don't know, any interest, any uh, higher interest of the company because, uh, well, making business means like going one direction with your company, but it's not always aligned with your clients, with uh, with your partners. You, can't, you can sometimes shift and uh, there are frictions. Uh, and uh, from my perspective, I would say like we needed an entity for many reasons, like Alessandro already pointed that it was uh, like quite small operational stuff, but it was also the, like the long-term strategy that if something happens to Magento, like we assumed what will happen if like there will 
there's not going to be a magento.com site anymore. <laughs> like this <laughs> was a year ago, right? So uh, the, the, the site was there uh, and it happened. So uh, what would happen if there was no repository with Magento code uh, managed by anyone? Like the, this would lead to a mess in the community, in the ecosystem. Uh, everybody would, it, it would be like a lose-lose situation for all of us, I mean, even for Adobe. So from my perspective, like having a, a separate entity means keeping the values of, um, of Magento, preserving what Magento was and will be. Because right now it's like community has no clear vision for, for long-term support. And uh, business is planning always with the long-term support in mind, meaning they, they, they see like the, the long-term plan, not only the one year or two years term, but they see like whether we're going to have support for, for the framework we use within five years. And uh, I believe we can provide, uh, we can provide that, we can provide like keep, preserve the community and the whole ecosystem also uh, being enterprise ready uh, like PCI DSS compliance because uh, Magento is the way it was before. The, the only lack we have or we see issues with is like the not, not having a long-term uh, vision and long-term vision is important with PCI because uh, when you choose the, uh, the framework, you need to assure the, the support of the vendor or any organization behind it. And if, if there would be no legal entity, like who would own the major OS? Like Vinay would own the, uh, the website and the, uh, or, or I don't know who, who's, who's the owner of the, uh, of the URL, right? But It's a great uh, point that, yeah, it's very hard to go to a PCI assessor and say, I'm getting vendor supplied patches from Exactly. Somewhere so, in the ether, right? From from a, a non-existent entity that you know that, that just from a website that I found um, from some some repo. Uh, you know, it brings to me you know, sort of the question: Is it fair to say that the Magento Association well, does many things, and while its main focus is on on the community vis-a-vis -vis education, learning, events? You know, so the Meet Magento events, all, all sorts of things that the real the real focus of Mage OS is making sure that there's a strong long term code base that's living and breathing so that nobody wakes up and finds out that they're they're using Magento. They're reliant on Magento, but in a couple of years time or whenever it could be that there's that it's dead, that it's it's not going to be um, moving forward in a sustainable way that makes sense. Is that the core, the core difference between the two, one is really focused on, um, on, on having a repository and the other is focused on a lot of the other aspects of the community. Kind of an, an open-ended there. I don't know if anybody in particular has a strong feeling on it, but uh, yeah. yeah, it looks like Vinay's got his hand up. <laughs> there are two aspects. So from my point of view, the, the purpose of the Major OS Association is to is to create an environment in, 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 in which all the businesses and individuals whose, whose professional life revolve around Magento can thrive. And one part of that is the code base. And 
even if Adobe never decides to deprecate it. Certainly a possibility, right? There's no harm in having an alternative and being able to maybe be a bit more nimble and agile with it and experiment with things that don't make sense for Adobe directly. Uh, but the other part also is the community, marketing, information for merchants around Magento Open Source, because that is something that just plays a very, uh, you know, just doesn't have a play a big role in Adobe's uh, marketing plan. They, they, they're not interested in the Magento brand, so we just need an alternative, and uh, that's what major us uh, will become. So that makes sense, that there's so many of us that, are, that have lived and breathed Magento for so many years that, you know, as veterans of the industry, we understand it, but... If a merchant was trying to learn about Magento today, Adobe is not making that nearly as easy that, you know, and from a marketing perspective, there's not a lot out there to sink your teeth into to learn about it and understand where it fits in the market and why it's powerful. So that, that's a really interesting to think of it as, as equally um, about information. Um, John? Um, I'm going to ask you to jump in and tell us a little bit about the goals of MageOS moving forward, because we've so far talked a lot about, you know, how we've gotten to here and what, um, you know, what some of the overarching goals are. But um, is there a little bit of a, a roadmap in play within MageOS in terms of the things that you'd like to see achieved in the coming months and and beyond? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, as we've talked about already, the, the overall goals haven't really changed. We, we want to see Magento prosper. We want to see the, the product uh, bring some innovation back um, to the code base. But equally, as, as Ben and others have mentioned, it's about the community as well. And we want to make sure that, that um, you know, we're including all the community and that also continues to prosper. Yeah. But in terms of um, Goals for moving forward are two kind of probably key aims at the moment. Obviously, we're split into kind of two main tracks uh, on a week to week basis at Major S, and that is the, the kind of the tech side that's generally headed up by Vino and a number of others. Um, so, the goals on that side are to um, build out our distribution. So, we've, we've currently got the, the mirror and we've now got the nightly builds. Uh, we're now looking at a full distribution. So this is our own um, completely separate distribution of Magento open source, if you like, where we can we can actually start to innovate, take pull requests and drive the product forward. So that's one of the key the key things. That's the tech side. Um, and then on the on the content side, which I've been uh, heavily involved in, we want to bring things back such as uh, we've mentioned already Magento.com. Uh, Having disappeared, we want to bring back content around Magento, about product, about the platform, about the ecosystem, um, so that it's somewhere on the web for people to go and find out about Magento. So those are our kind of our two main things that we're looking at at the moment. And I think the other the other area that we're really um, what's probably changed in the last um, month or two um, from our side is um, kind of the way we're looking and the vision that we're we're trying to do that with. Um, so we, we've talked about the Magento Association. Just to add my my two cents to that is um, the diff the other differentiation between us and, and the Magento Association is just the the speed with which we can move and the decisions we can make. Um, we just feel we can get things done quicker and faster, and that's kind of uh, I guess our frustrations led to Major West being created in the first place. Um, but yeah, so a lot of a lot of time and energy over the last year via the task force that, that Finn and I have been involved with, with a few others and um, myself working on the content side, we, we were looking at how we can 
resurrect the Magento brand and bring Magento.com back or have a Magento.org site, the, the, the shift in vision over the last, like I say, month or two is we've now probably realized and accepted that we're not going to get those things back from Adobe. They're not interested in the Magento brand, as has already been mentioned. So we're making a push now on Major OS as a brand. So obviously, we're still, um, as, as are many people in the community, unhappy with the Magento is now Adobe Commerce advertising and marketing. We're, we're kind of doubling down and focusing on Major OS. So I guess our, our long-term goal is um, for when somebody thinks of Magento or Magento Open Source, we want them to think of Major OS. We're going to push push and double down on major OS as a brand both as a product and, and the community but that's kind of the where we're heading interesting um let me ask a couple of quick follow-ups there because you touched on, on a couple of things that, that got my neurons firing first I, I know that i've been hearing today about the goals of the structure of this nonprofit and the group of people that, that were brought together um, being able to move more quickly um so i think you know in some ways it's because the the charter of the organization, the goals of the organization are a little bit different um, and, uh, you know, came together with very specific um, goals to to be achieved. But if you from a funding structure, I know that the Magento Association spends a, a good amount of their funding on um, on management as a nonprofit, that they've got a third party Smith Buckland um, that helps them to, to operate would any of you be able to compare at all how um, how this association, how this nonprofit is is structured, and, and how that might be different um, in terms of sustainability? Because uh, I know Vina, you mentioned early on that um, uh, that in in terms of how this is all structured, um, that that there are it's. I mean, this is a pretty lean, agile organization. Um, how does all this look? To, to all of you uh, in terms of the ability to continue to move fast and stay agile, um, what is really that structure in terms of how it might be different from other organizations? Yeah, uh, we made the conscious choice in the, initially to start out as a small group in order to be able to move fast. Uh, that's changing a bit. We're inviting people to join us and to contribute and that naturally takes a bit more coordination, so, but that's okay. We're in a different situation now. Things feel a lot safer and more stable and more secure. So, so I think that was a good, good choice to get started with. Uh, regarding funding, I would like to, uh, I, I think Maciek is, is more suited to answer that question. <laughs> yes, well, from, from let's say, uh, from, from the business perspective, we are rather like startup. So uh, we started lean, uh, having exactly like positioned and metered, metered our activities to what we need and we seek to achieve. And uh, from this perspective, we, can, we cannot even compare to Smith Backlin our expenses because our, our, ours are like way lower. Uh, so probably like significantly meaning like 100 times lower <laughs> uh, than having an, an international entity because um, we just use uh, uh, the efficient way of doing uh, doing our activities and this 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 is the different part we have an association which is uh, totally open I mean from the diversity perspective we Right now, we are a group of people from all around the world, and uh, we it, like that diversity was 
was not driven by that 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 we had to have a checkbox that we have diversity. No, it's like it's the the way community works. Uh, so actually, probably there's like only like one person from each country, or at most two. So meaning the board members, and we designed the organization in a way that it will evolve, it will grow. Uh, people can join, and they have uh, uh, they know the rules, and the rules are that nobody will take any branding from major S, for example. But uh, we we take control of what we have and it's the control of community. So whoever wants to be involved, wants to be involved, uh, they may be involved in up to the level they want to be involved. Uh, so the, 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 the only, like the, the, we measure here the activity, the, the involvement of people, not uh, how it was designed, that it needs to be, uh, the, the the corporate governance level uh, with diversity, with all the rules that companies need to assure, but it's way slower, it's way efficient that a small startup, uh, I would say it's, it, and it's actually, we are having the size of the community and the size of the organization, I mean, the, the, the effect of the organization, like we were way bigger than we are right now, because right now it's just uh, during the registration process startup, uh, association, but the community involved is already huge. So I I believe that this like bottom up way of doing things is uh, is quite good for for all of us. I mean, from all the community members involved. And thinking the name, I mean, you know, Mage OS, open source, it feels really like an open source initiative. But in, in the sense that you know, when I think about you know, somebody taking on responsibility for a code repository or something and, and that living on for years and it and the best side of, of the open source world where things continue to uh, to get done and, and people really take responsibility around it. That's what I've been hearing and seeing with Mage OS. It's, um, it, it's really about that kind of governance where people are coming together and it's not necessarily about paying a lot of outside people to do a lot of outside things. It's really about the commitment of the community and the membership and you know, building an ecosystem around that. Uh, and we've all, I think, you know, everyone involved in Magento has seen how those things can flourish. Um, you know, and at the beginning of this episode, I, I uh, as I introduced everyone, I listed Laura first, but I saved the best for last in terms of uh, asking questions. So, Laura, could you tell us a little bit more about who should be aware of Mage OS, who should be involved, um, a little bit of, from the, the people perspective? You know, because obviously there's a, a big ecosystem, there's a big community, but um, how do we make sure that Mage OS is interacting with the right people and the right people are interacting with Mage OS? Well, no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> <That's for that. laughs> um, you know, it's, we've kind of been touching on this, this whole time about community governance and community ecosystem. This Mage OS is different from Magento, from Magento Association, in the fact that it is community-driven and truly, and not just lip service to community-driven. So, you know, my perspective is I am a freelancer that works with very small merchants, and these types of businesses are definitely getting left behind in the Adobe acquisition, even kind of before. 
but not quite as blatantly. So I think, you know, who should be involved is anybody who's worked in the community before, whether it's opened a ticket somewhere or posted on a community forum. I feel like with MageOS, there's an opportunity to actually be heard a lot more than there was before, especially for smaller players in in the ecosystem. That makes sense. And, you know, you mentioned businesses that in one way or another haven't their needs have not been as much the core focus of Magento in recent years. Um, I, I know that we heard already in the episode that there are their goals and aspirations when it comes to moving forward um, the Magento software to meet the needs of the community and not necessarily to just be a complete mirror of what Adobe has been doing, but that um, but to actually be able to stretch beyond that um, and meet merchants where they need to be met. Um, I, I know that I've seen things through the years like the addition of um, things like Elasticsearch, of dependencies that make it harder um, for a small business to use the software. They need more robust environments. They need more resource. Uh, have there been any initial thoughts from uh, around MageOS, around... I'll, I'll just say um, directions that you hope to see the the code base go in the next year or so. Any, uh, and I know it's going to take time to see major change in it in one shape or another. Um, but but just in terms of being able to uh, to show some of that differentiation and maybe welcome people back in or, or make Magento more accessible to more businesses the, the way more closer to what it was in the Magento one days, I'll say. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways of looking at that. I mean, I, I guess the other side to that coin is, um, do you think that, that we'll also see more new features and uh, things that maybe Adobe doesn't have a lot of, um, a lot of need of adding a lot to the Magento code base, but because, uh, I mean, A, it's a mature product and B, people really want to slim it down in the first place to make uh, updates and patching and other maintenance easier and faster and, and less frequent. Um, and so if anything, they're stripping things down. Um, but, you you know, th this is technology. There's always evolution. So between those two areas of maybe, you know, helping to do things that would be more friendly to more merchants and helping to evolve the code base itself and maybe add new features or or add things that, that people would appreciate and value. Um, between those two directions, are, are there specific things that any of you are, are hoping to see come into uh, this repository in the coming year, I'll say, or maybe beyond? I think the short answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, um, you know, you might be able to, to add a bit more because you've been a bit closer with the tech side, but I know we've been looking, uh, and I think it's Damien that's done a lot of the work. He's been one of the key contributors. He started looking at dependency graphs um, for yeah how how all the modules in, in the in general open source uh, in, intertwine and depend on each other. Because yes, we definitely do want to look at those different um, almost like different starting points for the code base. So a slimmed down version, like you mentioned, or maybe like a, a headless version or. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, versions without Elasticsearch. So, yeah, that's definitely one of the list. And, yeah, we're also looking at the uh, probably, again, a bit longer term once, once we've got pull requests uh, opened up. But, yeah, new features and innovation as well. But, yeah, we, we kind of want both. I know that kind of sounds um, 
that's what I'm looking for. You know, it sounds like opposite ends, but yeah, we want to be able to offer both things. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to make another example, something that uh, we discussed just a few days ago. Um, it was born, yeah, in in the community. A guy from from the community had uh, this idea of uh, restoring a web installer. So. This is another idea uh, that's very good, and it was not an idea born, yeah, among these people that you see here, but it was brought by the community. So, uh, what we we call more in general the quality of life, Magento. That's not only the developer experience. We don't want to improve only the developer experience, but in general, the uh, the easy uh, of use of the Magento platform for everyone including merchants, including users. Uh, that's a goal that we have for sure. Yeah, I would say it's not only on, uh, for uh, small merchants, because uh, what I see, like, when you consider that, uh, I mean, even the biggest players on the market, they use strategic tools to analyze what's happening. Do you have five forces model, border five forces model? And... Uh, the power of suppliers is really important for uh, e-commerce um, merchants because uh, when you when when you consider let's say low margin uh, businesses, uh, you may have issues with using uh, software that is licensed and that can easily be upgraded. I mean globally, the the globally the license will go up and uh, you just. Your business is stopping to be profitable, <laughs> and this is uh, really important from strategic point of view because uh, even the biggest players analyze what's what's their situation. Actually, they they even analyze more deeply. Uh, for example, using this five forces model. So, uh, when you have an open source project, the it's it like it marks all the check boxes with being open, being uh, free, being easy to develop, extend, change, take. On your own, the, the, like duplicate the repository and uh, do what you want with it. So, from my perspective, I talked even to really, really big merchants. I mean, with GMV huge, <laughs> and they considered um, they actually they they've been asking about MageOS because they are afraid of losing the control over what the tools they use uh, because the, this is the control the comp the supplier gets. And e-commerce, if you control, I mean, hosting provider, uh, agency, software agency, um, uh, support team, uh, and of course the owner of the uh, of the framework, the owner of the uh, of the code. So this is actually not not only from from my perspective, it's not not for small merchants, but for all of them, for all of them that are aware of this issue, being like a vendor lock and being locked to any any particular solution. Yeah, so this is actually not regarding exactly the code, but I mean the situation. Marvina, you wanted to add, to add something, maybe more about the code. Yeah, yeah, there are several areas uh, that we are looking to improve over the next year. One is uh, board onboarding of new developers, which I think is very important because that's just part of keeping the ecosystem alive. Uh, it can't just be always the same people for 10 years, new people are there. And it's been very exciting to see new people at uh, in-person events again. And that includes things like reducing the stack complexity, like not having a hard requirement on things like Elastic. And at the same time, um, 
allowing like the web installer, for example, somebody who's completely new to Magento will have a much easier time with something like that rather than having to learn the intricacies of bin Magento setup install and all the flags and argument, right? So just making it a bit easier for them. And uh, the second part, of course, is uh, new features and improvements, small and large. There are a lot of ideas, uh, both, let's say, on the admin UX side, how, how to improve things there. And many of these are ideas that's been around in the community for a long time, but haven't been picked up or contributions that haven't been picked up, even though they might have existed as open source pull requests in the past. So we have the opportunity to just take them uh, and integrate them into Magento open source. And uh, then there's the whole area that uh, was mentioned before about the dependency graph cleanup. That's something I think that's a bit more long-term where it will allow It'll be the basis for many, many improvements over time, uh, starting by performance and security over uh, better developer experience, uh, creating different distributions, um, et cetera. So yeah, that's another area that we are looking to improve. Um, all of these probably will see movement within the next year. I think uh, just to look a bit further, right, on the roadmap. Uh, I'm, I think we still have a couple of uh, years, actually, until we're, so to speak, uh, ready for merchants to really switch or such, right? So at the moment, there's no difference between Majorus and Magento open source. It's 100% identical. So over time, they will uh, the difference will become larger, uh, even though we are trying to be uh, remain upward compatible. So to allow a fluent migration from one side to the other, time. Right? Uh, sooner or later, there might come a time where we decide that this uh, compatibility is no longer required, and then we can uh, see you know, how to go from there. But that'll be quite some time in the future, I believe. Um, we definitely want to take the, all of the ecosystem with us uh, you know, for in regards to extension vendors and stuff. So it won't be a hard break or something like that. So uh, getting to the point where major OS is actually Definitely, without a question, the better choice compared to Magento open source. Uh, that's not something that will be in, let's say, you know, a couple of months or maybe not even a year. I think uh, it'll be a couple of years, two or three years. So up until then, people could choose Madras if they wanted to live more on the cutting, cutting edge, or they could choose Magento open source, which is great too. Uh, no problem. It won't be that much of a significant difference. Uh, but this time will allow us to grow the platform, to improve it, to grow the processes and mature the processes around maintaining this. And uh, yeah, that, I think that's what it takes. So then when we reach that point, uh, yeah, will be a very strong base distribution for that, that many, many new companies can also build upon. Awesome. Well, I think we've given the audience a lot to chew on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of a lot of clarity, a lot of vision into the future of the Magento community and ecosystem. Uh, I, I want to thank each of you that um, I know we didn't do big introductions for each of you at the beginning of the episode, but obviously, uh, you know, I, I, I know your reputations and we'll have links um, for people to learn more about you in the episode notes. 
but each of you has contributed so much to this community through the years. So thank you for, for the time to join us today. Before we wrap up, does anyone have any, any final thoughts, anything that we might have glazed past or, or glazed over that we want to touch on really quickly before we uh, part ways for the day? I have a thought to share. That's my motto. That is, there is nothing positive in being negative. So if you are part of this ecosystem, of this community, and you feel upset in some way with Adobe or how things are going, uh, don't be negative towards uh, something that has made living for a lot of time for many of us, but transform that energy into something positive and join us on Discord and join MajorS and put your energy in something positive that is MajorS and its evolution. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Life's short, nice you know, and uh, if you care about something, get involved. Yeah. Uh, no, awesome. All right. Well, to each of you, thank you very, very much for sharing your time today. I know we've got people in a whole bunch of different time zones in this episode. Um, to our, our listeners and viewers, as always, thanks for tuning in and we'll have more great content like this for you soon. Thanks for listening to the JetRails podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also post full videos of most episodes on the JetRails YouTube and Facebook channels. You can find links at jetrails.com forward slash podcast. Have questions about an episode? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover in the future? We're at JetRails on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you want to sponsor this podcast? Sorry, but we're committed to ad-free listening. We are, however, always looking for guests that our listeners will benefit from. And don't forget to like the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It's a small ask, but it's a big help. We appreciate it, and more importantly, we appreciate you.